told them, I said, hey, you guys better start going live. We're live. We're live. Sandman3797, what happened to having Sarah on this week? That is a great question. Um, I'm going to drive by Matt Sousa's house today and throw a brick through his window. Asking now, as this is way too late for the UK. That's the United Kingdom. Medeiros never came back on. How much is O'Keefe asking for interviews? You mean like how much is O'Keefe making us pay to have Medeiros on? No, that's totally our our fault. Um, uh, Justin's been nothing but awesome. We just someone has to call him and like and O'Keefe and O'Keefe has been awesome. Yes, and O'Keefe has been often awesome. Although I called him the other day and it went he went black on me. Uh, hope the audio works. We hope the audio works too. Um, blessing for Brian's audio. When is the CF Games podca- podcast inviting their true CEO? When is the CF? Oh, that's a great question. Um, how are you all doing, Bruce Wayne? God, I got to meet this Bruce Wayne dude. What a trip, Bruce I Wayne. Thank you. You'll meet him when he's ready for you to meet him. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure everyone is excited uh, because the CrossFit Games official podcast has been launched. Um, I watched the first 40 minutes of it before this show today. Um, it's going to supposedly have rotating hosts, but I'll believe there's a second episode when they make one. It has the guests of Danielle, or has the host Danielle Brandon, Dave Castro, and Chase Ingram. They said it's not personality a personality based podcast, and that's clear from because they had Dave on. But I thought that was a little mean to Chase and um, Danielle Brandon because they do have personalities. Although it's clear what you're doing, you see how successful our podcast is, and we're all ugly as shit, and we just use Hobart as eye candy. And now you've stacked your podcast with just hot people. Whatever. I mean, it's not personality-based. How superficial is that podcast? You got the hot chick and the hot guy and the hot director. I see what you guys are doing. I see what you guys are doing. So of those three, I'm just going to anoint Daniel Brandon as the most beautiful of the three. But the question is, who is better looking? Dave Castro. Hey, Colton. What's up, dude? How's it going? Uh Dave Castro or um, Chase Ingram? That's what we need to know. Who is better looking? Is it TDC or Chase Ingram? I know that's why Hobart's on the show. Because we, we just sna- snagged up the top cat um, for eye candy. And then uh, they got stuck with Dave. And Brian is handsome too. All right. Someone throw me a bone. <laughs> what, you guys put masking tape over my square? Colton, what's up, dude? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem, dude. Oh, guys, get your questions for Colton Merton. He's only going to be here for 15 or 20 minutes this evening. Uh, here's my question for you, Colton. Three questions. Colton, you, you remember James Hobart? Was he here last time you were here? No, this is our first time meeting. No, I know who he is, though. Yeah. Of course. Um, That's a really nice thing to say. I know who you are. Of course. <laughs> uh, Colton... Um, before the games, like you were basically talking about just things you did to improve your gamesmanship. And, w- and one of the things was the thousand wall balls, right? Was that with a 30 pound ball or a 20 pound ball? 30. I haven't used a 20 pound ball in maybe used it 
three times in the past year. I pretty much always train with a 30 now. I just, every time you talk, I just want to see Hobart's face because he's never interacted with you before. Because I'm going to go downstairs right now and stab my 20-pound ball and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have three 30-pound wall balls because they keep getting ruined from using them so much. I'm going to use it. Um, did you get home? I, I, I sent Hold on, you. Wait, wait. Can I ask a question about yeah, that? Yeah. What happens when you do use a 20-pound wall ball? He throws it up it to the really moon. Good, yeah, it goes over really good. Because <laughs> yeah. I had this idea one time that I would only do 30-inch box jumps. And then it, it, I don't think it worked very well because every time I went to do the 24-inch box jump, I was just jumping just as high as I was for 30-inch box jump. So I started varying that up. But I think maybe in the wall ball it's different. Was that a yeah, humble so brag like, uh, for Brian? No, was, I, th- I, I tried to be – clever and it failed it felt like it failed and the 24 inches were just as hard except as being more more inefficient and colton i think has actually a good strategy i don't think that going backwards to the 20 is going to have a negative effect ever no because uh that quarterfinal event there was the 120 wall ball 120 cow row um that was the first time he used a 20 in a very long time and uh that was actually a pr for wall balls the most i'd ever done uh, prior to that, in one set was a hundred. I did those ones unbroken, and uh, I never did a hundred in a workout unbroken before. So I was really happy with that. And that was the first time I touched a twenty-pound ball in several months. Say that again. I missed that. Where was that? At the co- the quarterfinals. Damn. The quarterfinal events. Damn. Wow. Uh, can we get a poll at the top, Ryan? Can you pin a poll to the top, and so we can find out who's better looking, Chase or Dave? And then at the end of the show, we'll. We'll make an announcement. We'll give them one percent of our our money. Who the winner? <laughs> you get you get two ninety nine pounds sterling. I I I'm guessing this is my hypothesis, and I haven't shared this with James or Brian yet. But I'm guessing that you got home from the games, and within a few hours, twenty four hours, three hours, you punished yourself because you didn't win the games, and so like you had to you made yourself do something horrendous. Am I? Just making that up. You just seem like that guy. Um, all right, because I didn't do any training for at least ten days after the games, and good I was man, kind of easing back into it. But yeah, so I didn't do anything yet. But it's getting about time. I feel like I got to do something eventually. <laughs> okay, so I had you read wrong. You're smarter than I thought. I just figured you were going to come home and be like, okay, um, I'm. Where do you live again? What state? Iowa. Uh, you're like, okay, I'm going to run to Kansas. That'll teach me to to not win the games. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully I don't have to worry about that again. Have you concocted any um, workouts like the thousand wall balls with the 30-pound ball that you're like, okay, I'm going to uh, – it's time to time to fix some shit? Uh, yeah, I definitely have a – I think I have a good game plan going into this season in the next seven months until you open – and um, it's a lot different than what I've been doing for training, but uh, I'm actually really excited. I've never been more excited to get back into training and see how this affects my body and my fitness. And uh, it's going to be a lot of suffering and a lot of shitty training and really boring stuff, but I'm just going to have to do it. And you know, I'll get better at this stuff. I put in enough meters on the rower, enough time running, and enough time in the pool. It's just a matter of getting it in. James, did you see what? Did you by any chance go back and watch any of the um, footage from the games? Um, I watched, I watched a handful of events from the games. I didn't go back and watch too much footage. The, 
it, there in the um, 185 pound thruster wall walk event. Um, that was, I think, that Colton. Is that fair to say that was going to one of the events that you were most excited about? You thought you could do the most damage. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, yep, I don't remember the commentator. I don't. Did you? Did the commentators talk about that at all, Brian? Uh, I I didn't watch that event back on the broadcast. Okay, I watched. We were it. talking about it in the stadium. We saw it happening. But basically, Colton's legs went straight. Like all of a sudden, like you know where you you have a knee and it bends. Colton stopped bending there, and he did that workout with straight legs. It was a trip. He basically cramped up. Um, did you ever? Did you? Do you think you maybe could have won that event? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to disrespect the Scott Pandrick who did win and come out here and say, you know, I could have won that if I was healthy. Um, I think I could have done really well in that event. I think I could have been somewhere around the top five. I think is not uh, too crazy to say for that event. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say that I could have won. I feel like that's not fair. What? When will you try that again? I don't know. Uh, probably next time in Cedar Falls, I guess. Uh, I don't have a space in my garage where I can do wall walks and other movements. So when I do wall walks for training, it's more like a kind of an imam style, just like in the house or something. So I had to get to a gym before I can do that workout. I think um, that's a a great post for your instagram too i don't know if you know this hobart i'm uh working free f- uh on the colton wharton's instagram campaign Col- colton you're a lucky man because <laughs> savan's a one-way <laughs> ticket to get in shadow band. <laughs> <laughs> i posted i posted one thing that was like mildly political and i got dozen dms that said don't go getting shadow banned like Savan." <laughs> Oh, Nelly. Oh, my goodness. People, listen, no matter what you think, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Vaccine, no vaccine. Like, I'm, I'm totally all about freedom and free country. But listen, stop conflating the issues of what COVID did versus COVID response did. It's, it's idiocy. COVID is not, has not caused lockdowns. That's our response has caused the lockdowns, things like that, right? Do you, you guys understand that out there at home? Oh, my mom chastised me for being rude to the listeners. Like if I say, hey, knuckleheads, she thinks like I'm just talking to everyone. And I was like, no, mom, only people who, that only sticks to the people who think they're knuckleheads. But I guess uh, that one stuck to my mom. It's crazy. I'm 49 years old and my mom's like telling me what I can and can't say on my podcast. It's like my only... Okay, back to Colton. So, okay. Um, Colton, as part of your off-season, uh, will you try to get to a competition? Um, I usually do the Central Regional, which is put on by CrossFit Kilo and OC3. That's like a team comp I do, usually just for fun, but I probably don't want to do it this year. I'll just go and spectate and hang out. But um, I don't know. I'll probably do one of the major off-season events or try to. Um, I know Rogue's in October. I don't know if they're doing a qualifier for that or not. But then there's also Waterpalooza, which I would look at doing, and there's some other big ones too. But I'll try and do something probably. Um, I'm not going to taper for it or anything like that. I'll just keep doing my regular training and then just kind of hop into it. Because you always learn a lot of really good things with competing. And also you just get better at competing with the whole mindset of it and dialing in nutrition and things like that that you, you need to do with competitions. So like, like kind of like a dry run in one regard. Mm-hmm. I got, I'm trying to picture you in Miami. I just can't see it. Like I can see you at the rogue invitational for sure. I just can't. Mullets, I, mullets do well in Miami. 
They do. It's like a throwback. That's like a Miami throwback. Yeah, Don Johnson. I guess yep. he he was like one inch short of a mullet. See, and so was the other guy. What was that guy's name? Tubbs. I don't know the other guy's name. I'm not that old. Um, was that team comp Colton the one you said you were going to do with your girlfriend? No, it's uh, so it's three male or three female. No, we did a couples comp. Um, we'd done two of them actually. We went first in both of them. One was a Valentine's Day comp, and one was a just a regular doubles comp. Notice the pattern here, Savan. Didn't didn't Lazar do the same thing? Yes, maybe I'm conflating the two. Yes, yes. Um, what did your uh, What did your girlfriend say to you about your 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 performance at the games? Did she have any feedback for you? Oh yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she had a lot of things to say about my swim and uh, my swimming and running abilities and technique. But you know, it's okay. Uh, you know, I think about that now when I'm swimming and running. Because uh, I, I can I can't let her be right about that again. And the kayak. Uh, can you give us any good one-liners? Did she give you any good one-liners, like compared to your running style or swimming style? Anything anything funny that we can like make fun of you after we kick you off the show? Uh, you said that my swim strokes, she said it looked like, like it was a question mark. Like, should I take a stroke? Or like I was questioning every stroke or <laughs> something like that. Or like my rate was really slow. I'm like, come on. I go. I can't go faster. I'll get tired. <laughs> this is all I got. Caitlin, Ralph, you guys rock the best podcast. Thank you. Ten bucks. You're awesome, Caitlin. Um, I, I, I just feel like you know something that you're going to – well, tell, tell me what, what – can you reveal some of your plans this year for your training? What, what you're going to do different, what you're going to work on. I guess it's not more that so much you need to do something different, what you're going to add. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I didn't do a ton of swim training before the games and even sprint work because there was things like rowing and ball balls and stuff like that that was keeping me from qualifying for the games. So I didn't feel like, like it's kind of silly to spend hours in the pool when um, I need to spend hours on the rower so I can get to the games because it doesn't matter how good I get swimming. I can't qualify, but you know that I've now that I've gotten a little bit better at some of those things, I can spend more time uh, swimming and running. Uh, you know, Saturday morning, uh, I guess yesterday before chores, I went and did a lot of swimming and some sprint work. So I'm already getting right back into that. And um, <clears throat> doing it's kind of like more of the same, but just more drastic. It's uh, so like not as many metcons and gymnastics type stuff that I'm pretty good at uh it's gonna be just a lot more endurance running in rowing a lot of olympic lifting snatches and clean and jerks stuff like that and just uh i'm really really excited to see um do it again i like this guy soft-spoken and humble colton takes two strokes to everyone else's one in the water Colton may have trained for the wrong type of pig flip. <laughs> ah, ruthless. That's that's a moderator. Some nick of time harassing you. Holy cow. No one no one's safe. Is there any part of you like like when you're when you're out there, you obviously everyone out there is crazy fit. You it's the top, you know, thirty-eight fittest guys on planet Earth. I mean, it's a it's a remarkable feat. Um, 
But when you're in, 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 you know, you go to a semifinal or like, how, how did you place in the open, Colton? 18th. Okay. Like, that's like, holy shit, right? But then you go here to this place and there's nowhere to hide, right? It's just like, everyone's a savage. Is there any part of you that um, gets like embarrassed or you start really beating up on yourself when you're like not doing like staying like, because obviously you're used to everywhere else you go being the best and you go up here and you're down at the bottom of the heat. Or do you just say, fuck it, I don't care. This is just all learning experience. I'm not even, I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. I definitely care. Um, not about what everybody else thinks, but about what I think. Uh, I obviously wanted to perform really well at the games. And, um, you know, like, there's some workouts that I was proud of that I didn't do that great in. Like, um, we had the rope climb, ski, or sandbag carry event. And those are all movements that I've struggled with just being a smaller athlete. But, um, you know, I think, I can't remember why I placed, but I beat 10 or maybe 12 guys in that event. And I feel like if I beat you on an event like that, I'm definitely fitter than you. That'd be like them beating me on a thruster burpee event. So, I mean, I'm moving in the right direction. I just am not there yet. And just had to keep on hammering those kinds of movements so that I can, you know, not take those poor event finishes. Because I know that, um, I guess you put it like this, like if I get lucky with the events, I can do really, really well. But if I get unlucky with them, now you see what happens. I get 31st. So I need to get better so that I don't have to rely on uh, the events being programmed, uh, you know, kind of in my wheelhouse. When we talked to you um, at the games, I think it was the second time we interviewed you, you you didn't have any excuses. And even the guys who have no excuses, you hear like some excuse. Yeah, I love the Instagram posts <coughs> that um, they always start out. Yeah, I got no excuses uh, for how I performed this weekend, blah, blah, blah. And then they go in, oh, I had a, I had a hurt quad. I had the sniffles. I uh, stubbed my toe. <laughs> you just told me you didn't have any excuses, but okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I just wasn't fit enough, and uh, the events came up that I'm not good at, and it's my fault I'm not good enough at them. I had to keep on training them. I've gotten so, so much better at all, a lot of those events. You know, like a, a year ago, I would have gotten last on, you know, a lot of those events, like the skier event, I think I would have gotten last on a year ago. Um you know, I've just still gotten so much better at those things, but I just still got some more improvements to go, and I'm really excited to see what the next seven months brings, and then really the next 12 months, because um, the Open is a good kind of benchmark to see where you're at, but it's not, you know, the really the important competition. Um, I really um, believe in you. Like, I'm a Colton Merton fan. Like, I'm getting ready, like, to put you at the top of the heap as soon as Travis, reti- Travis Mayer retires. Like, I'm pretty much just, like, grooming you to like to replace him in my head like just slide <laughs> just kind of seamless just slide travis out and just put you in um don't tell travis ah, he probably won't <laughs> even care but i don't know how many more years he has before i have to just like slide you in is it would it be better for you if we just um if you if we disparaged you on this podcast or <laughs> is it better that we were like we're fans like or should we be like dude what is that guy doing he has no chance of ever being in the top 10 like what the fuck why doesn't he just get back to work on his farm or would it be, be- is it better like how i'm just like fanboying on you like which i cuz i'm cuz if cuz if you need disparagement you're fucked you shouldn't come on here anymore no i think the disparagement works better cuz oh then you're <laughs> then you're fucked like i was in the pool for over an hour doing that swim training yesterday and the entire time 
when I was doing my strokes, I was thinking about Ali telling me that, uh, you know, making fun of my swimming. <laughs> and I thought about that before I went to bed the night before because I knew I was going to be swimming the next day. So that's, uh, it really motivates me a lot. Travis, that. I'm not, I'm not dropping Hopper. Sorry, Colton. Sorry. Someone in the comments getting out of control. They're, they're saying I'm dropping Hopper. I just can't, I just have favorites. Colton's a favorite. Hopper's a good dude. He's a good dude. He said he'd never come on the podcast again unless I paid him. What, what can I say? <laughs> Colton's not there yet. <laughs> Hobart, how about you? James Babyface Hobart, one of the nicest, kindest gentlemen I've ever met. Do you need someone? Like, did, did you work better when someone made fun of you? And like, oh, Hobart has no chance? Or like, what the fuck? He has no business on Rich's team? Or he has no business being an individual? Did you feel like it gave you something to prove to the world? Um, I don't. I never felt like I had to prove it to anyone else. But I, I like hearing that stuff. I think I'm kind of similar that way. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just... If you're told you're great all the time, you start to believe it, and then you just flatline, you know? And it's not like I believe the disparagement, but it was like, oh, okay, that's good. You're right. I did suck it. It kind of gave you, like, just reminded you once in a while to, like, get back to work. And and, and I guess, Colton, like, part of us, you know, we're joking around, and, and but but it really did push you harder in the pool. Like, we're part joking around that your girlfriend was making fun of you, but it actually worked. You're like, okay, fuck this. I'm going harder. I'm going to do better. Yeah. I haven't told her that, but she said she's going to watch uh, this podcast, so I guess she'll find out. <laughs> she She's moving in soon, right? Yeah, and like uh, <clears throat> next week. Awesome. Congratulations. Now you're really screwed. Uh, <laughs> can we get Team Colton t-shirts? Let the proceeds go to Colton to help fund his training. No, the the proceeds are going to go to me. Of course they'd go to Colton. What the hell's your problem? Ridiculous shit. I love it. The other day someone gave money in the in the YouTube channel and then later on they DM me telling me how I should spend the money they donated. Don't 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 donate money and then tell me how to spend it. Like don't do that. That's already spent on jiu-jitsu tournaments for my kids. Um I love this guy. What a wonderful can uh cancer. What a wonderful answer. Of course I care. Yeah, he's um He's a bit of an enigma. If we met your dad, Colton, would we be surprised? Do you guys like – like when you guys sit at dinner, is there like almost little to no talking? Are you like past the salt? He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there talking um, at your dinner table? Yeah. <laughs> My dad's probably more social than I am. <laughs> he, kept, he kept telling me, he's like <laughs> – What was that? <laughs> He's making noises. <laughs> he keeps asking if he can come on the podcast too. <laughs> He's like, do they want to ask, like, ask me any questions? <laughs> you have to win the games before we get your dad on here. Yeah. We can't only have one old guy on the show. <laughs> he turned 51 today. Wow. Two years older than me. I could be your daddy, Colton. My kid's going to be taller than you, though. My kid's going to be 5'5". Five, five, I'm telling you. I'm not telling you. I don't know Shut so it, Hobart. Shut it, Hobart. Know, <laughs> uh, can we get his dad on the podcast? Of course we can. We could do that sometime soon. James and his new mic. What a lovely voice. Yet yeah, now he's got a voice to go with that face. <clears throat> for what Sevon pays for his glasses, he could fund Colton's entire training camp for a year. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed. These are I've had these for a while, but I don't normally wear them. They're a little too feminine for me. But I put some gel in my hair, and I'm just going for it. I'm digging in. Was that a hog calling in the background? No, that was Colton's uh, dad. <laughs> well, um, we'd like to have you on. Uh, is there anything else you want to say to Colton? Um, do you want to tell him what we're going to do today after we kick him to the curb? 
Me? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a look at some uh, at the top 10 CrossFit athletes that are under 25 years old for the men and the women. And um, do I dare ask, is Colton on that list? Is he on the top 10 best uh, CrossFit Games athlete under 25? He has to be. He is. I don't give a what? shit about being top 10 or 25. I just want to win the games, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, so good. Um, Colton, uh, is there is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I don't know. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Yeah, we'd like... In seven hours and go load some pigs. Awesome. Oh, yeah, let me finish with this. Have you? Are you going to cut back on your work schedule this year? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a little bit lighter. Yeah, I'll be, be farming still. I, I don't believe you. All right, brother. Um, this is the first test we've had where I was like, hey, we should just have people on the show that we've had before for like 15, 20 minutes, catch up with them, and then uh, move on. So thanks for letting us experiment with you. Um, we'd like to do this throughout the year. So we'll be in touch. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, dude. Thank you. Colton, good luck, man. Good to meet you. See you, Colton. Yeah, you too, James. Bam. Ryan, I removed him. Is that cool? Can we talk about real quick how Colton welded his own fucking handstand obstacle? Can we just just can I just throw that shit out there? Like he's, I, dude, he's so awesome. Yeah. I mean Pat, Pat Sherwood said it best. You know, he's like, I've met a lot of great athletes, and he's like, I've met a lot of, you know, great people, but I don't meet a lot of great athletes who are great people. That's cool, man. That's only the third time you've said that. I know, but it's like, it's just true. It's just true. It's nice. It's a refreshing thing to see because there's not a lot, of that, a lot of that out there. If you're going to quote someone three times on the show, I'd like it to be someone like Thomas so well. Please, Hobart. What if it's you? What if I just keep rattling off quotes of Savan? I wouldn't like that. I'd be embarrassed. So I, I, I want to go back to the, this CrossFit Games podcast that uh, Dave Castro, Danielle Brandon, and Chase Ingram launched. Um uh, the, my one final thing is, is Never that I did, I did listen to, <laughs> did they ask you to be on it? Um, no Hobart? way. Interesting. No, never will happen. I will say <laughs> it was nice to see Dave's Dave was very happy, which made me happy. So, so you listened to the podcast or you just the saw first, the I thumbnail the first three minutes. Once, uh, Chase said, welcome to the, the CrossFit Dave Castro games podcast. I tuned out. <laughs> Trevor Gentry, don't ever stop this podcast. It would be a tragedy for the entire community of CrossFit. The most authentic interviews by a million miles. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks for the loot. Uh, I, I listened to about the first 40 minutes, and it, it, it would basically be this podcast if I didn't interrupt Brian. Like, it's basically just game. It's just, it's just game stock. Like, 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 if I ever call in sick, this podcast and that podcast would be the same. Except Chase and Dave, they got, they, they, they're all fun to look at. And the reason why I really want to emphasize how hot Daniel Brandon is is because someone said that told me in my DMs that they were offended by me saying how hot they, I referred to her as the hot chick. It's like, dude, some people are hot, some people are not. Don't be offended by that. And they're like, like, like. What was their? It's like it's like dogs. You go to the dog park. You don't think there's good looking dogs and ugly dogs. Like some people have fucking ugly dogs. Like, what are you gonna do? What? Uh, they were cool. People in my DMs are so nice. They're just like, okay. And then they said, well, you know, she's more than a pretty face. And I said, yeah, I'm sure. She's a good athlete, too. She's got a great body, too. Of course, she's more than a pretty face. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man, you know I I I was on these I was on the assault bike um, before we started today. Before we get into this amazing list that Brian's put together, which I am kind of excited about because it's going to be educational for me. It's the um, ten best men and ten best women under the age of twenty five in the CrossFit Games. But anyway, I was on the assault bike and I and uh, showed I get Logan Jake Paul is going to fight Tyrone Woodley, and I was listening to it. And um, I only made it through the first five minutes, and then it was time for me to get off the bike and get ready for this podcast. But Jake Paul said that he's misunderstood, but instead of explaining himself, he just leans into it. And I was like, wow, I feel like I could relate to that. Like, if I'm like, when someone misunderstands me, instead of like trying to convince them otherwise, I just kind of lean into it. Chase is not boring. And I, 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 I wouldn't say that – are you insinuating that I said Brian is boring? John George, J- Chase is not boring. I actually – Chase is not boring. None of them were boring. Oh, the best comment of the 84 comments on their YouTube podcast was this. <laughs> Someone goes, this is a complete ripoff of the Sevon podcast, including the audio issues. <laughs> Bill, Bill Sharps at that. I was like, yes. All right, Brian. Let's do it. These are so so th- this is the 10 best men and 10 best women under the age of 25 and what's the criteria for did, did you have to go to the games this year did you have to go to the games within the last 3 years like what's what's the criteria for how do you get on your list do you have to have entered the open uh right, thinking your questions well i i mean there, there is definitely a possibility that there's someone in this age range that i don't know about that hasn't done a lot of competitions or any relevant competitions in the past couple of years. So the criteria is that I know about you because you've done competitions in the past couple of years and you've done well in them. Hobart, is that what do you feel about that definition? You're you're a, a, a flow like, master of the just, highest level. It just sounds like Brian's just said, "I'm just going to pick who I like the most." <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard. No, I mean, look, it's the it's the nature of the sport, and I think it's what Greg and Dave always intended: is you can be anyone you want to be, you can train any way you want to train. There's a, eventually there's a qualification process. And if you're good enough to make it through the process and you come to the games and we see whether your training methodology is better than ours. I'm game. We have to start somewhere, Hobart. Why do you have to be so judgmental? I don't know how I am. <laughs> Who is better looking, Chase Ingram or Dave Castro? The poll is complete. Chase w- wins at 63%, Castro with 36% for a total of 74 votes. I should let you know that all the voters were male. Chase, you win. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. You want to start with the men or the women? And are we starting at 10 or at 1? <clears throat> I wonder if if Ryan um, had put the put that next 10 up there or not. I thought this was going to be a co-ed. I, list. I did men. I did. I started with men. And do you have the ne- you have the next ten? What do you mean next ten? Like as that list below that just says the, like the next ten that didn't make the list. Yes. Brutal. We're going to start with that. Yeah, and we don't have to necessarily talk about all of these. Just if there's any ones on there that um, jump off the page for you guys that you want to ask about, you can. And otherwise, these are. I mean, basically, the point of doing uh, something like this in general is that I think we're at a a point of the game's evolution where the it, we're going to be starting to see less 30-plus-year-old athlete, athletes qualifying for the games every year. With Like within the next two years, I think you'll see a half dozen to 10 at most of that age that qualify, and it's going to be mostly 
people in their 20s. So these are a lot of the people that I think will be competitive for the next five to eight years in the sport. Hobart, do you want to say something about that? Um, I do, but I got to look up. A, I want to go look up average age of a professional athlete through the years. I got to come back with some ammo. So, okay. uh, I think I think you I think Brian actually said something that kind of contradicts what he said. Now, didn't we have a lot of games athletes who are over thirty this year in the top ten or something like that, Brian? Like you said, I think I heard you say it was like the most ever or in five years or some stat. I heard, thought I heard something. Yes, there were a lot of uh, guys, there were a lot of men and women over thirty, and there were a lot of men in particular over six feet, which was kind of a re- trend reversal from the last couple of seasons. But I I feel like part of that is the strangeness of the last two years, and then I just I just think that in the next two to three years it's going to be pretty drastic, where it's going to be harder to qualify over thirty. Uh, Yandy says, Brian, you're completely wrong about that. Yeah, but Yandy's old as dirt. I think he's like 31 or something. Um, okay. Okay. I, I, I'd also like to propose this and, and Hobart, I know you're multitasking, but see if you can do this. I also think that it might just go in cycles too. So it's not necessarily like others, like because there are so few athletes that can go to the CrossFit Games 40, we might just be see cycles like, okay, here's a new batch of 20-year-olds, and then they'll kind of take over until they're 34. And here's another new batch of, you know what I mean? And maybe that's what we're seeing. It's something cyclical as opposed to just young people taking over the sport. And it certainly could, and that's why it's it's speculative, and I'm not going to tell someone that they're necessarily wrong about it either way. I just think that this is a sport that that's going to be harder to replicate. Like it's going to be harder to replicate ten consecutive game seasons the lo- the longer that the sport exists. We shall see. Let's do it. <clears throat> so I guess I guess we have the men. I think we have to have to see something here. Yeah. So. Um... There's a guy who's who comments in the comments, and his name is Crumb Daddy, but I just don't ever read it like that. I just drop the R. It's so weird. I'm a grown-ass man. I watch three grown-ass men talk about people working out and raising pigs. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great Sunday night. I don't know why anyone would ever be upset with that. That's why we do it Sunday night. But, boy, we missed – are we just waiting for Ryan to put up a picture and I'll feel some dead air? I mean, it's like, already up. Um I can oh, share okay. it on Riverside, oh. but then I have to rearrange oh, all the cameras. Um, it's okay, also no, no, it's okay. YouTube. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry. Oh, I like this one. I like this guy. So these uh, are these 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 guys are in no particular order. These are okay. just guys that I think are the, like just outside of the top ten right now. So, and we talked about Angela a little bit. You talked to Rich about him. If hey, he wants hey. to, if he wants to get back seriously into training, then he's he. I think he can make another run to the game. So right now, I think he's doing it. It's like I don't think he's necessarily all in. We know he's working as a firefighter. He's training for some fun stuff, other outside competitions with Rich. But he kind of did it on a, as a favor to them this year, to just to be a, an alternate for their team. I think if that motivates him to get back into it, this he can be competitive in uh, as potentially making the games. Hey, if it, you have no business talking about Angelo De Chico, Brian, let's ask Samuel Samuel Cornoyer, who's fitter, because. Somewhat, somewhat can tell us. But anyway, go on. So Angelo DeChico, 10th. Who is 11th? Can you tell us? Did you have an 11th? None of these guys are in the top 10. Oh, shit. I wasn't listening. I thought I heard you say that. I thought no. we Well, Ryan, let's go. Okay. Can we see the next guy? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Brian. I screwed up your, your whole foreplay, your buildup. 
What's not that really, little? What's really. that little graphic on the top? Is that Ryan being fancy? That blue and <laughs> ne- next is Cole Gray Shaver. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so seven. I'm sorry. I thought that these ten guys. I thought we would just see a, a list of these guys. Like I didn't want to go through twenty guys completely. Let's do it. Let's just go through them fast. I, yeah, all yeah, I have to say about him them. is I can just. It's not like I spend an hour and a half doing this, but we can just quickly go through this. It's wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, Hobart, how's his overhead position with the dumbbell? His overhead position is pretty good. It's the the lower from the waist down I'm a little concerned of. The knees coming in? Good eye. Thank you. Yeah. He's been seven's, How many level ones has Savan been to? Probably more uh, than me. No, that's not true, but <clears throat> probably 50, 100. Definitely not more than me. Okay. <laughs> Cole, anyway. he, and he's got a great name if you said it right. Yeah. Young guy, a lot of potential, um, needs to break through, a bigger guy. Getting stronger, good at gymnastics for his size. He's a threat. Does he train with anyone we know that you know? Like, does he train with James Hobart or Rich Froning? Um, I don't think so. I think he does. does he have of- Ma- does he have Matt Fraser's name in his Rolodex? <laughs> Nobody trains with me. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom does. Intelligent. She won't even do it. Oh. Talk to my mother on this podcast. Okay, keep going. I know. Sorry. Next is uh, George Cerner. Oh, George Sterner, <clears throat> he didn't compete this year, and I'm not 100% sure if he'll ever come back to competition. But if he does, he's he. I, I thought he would be the next champion after Matt Fraser a few years ago. Um, he did get to the games in 2019, replaced, I think he got cut in the 30s, like 32nd or 33rd. So we didn't get to see a full game season out of him. I think he's also in school, but I think he'll come back. He's got one of the best mentalities and just like get down to work in the in the dark dungeon of his basement. And he's always had that. I don't think he gets a lot of distractions for a guy his age like some others do. So I hope he comes back and competes in the next year or two. He looks like he's 12. He looks younger than Hobart. He looks like a kid. He looks like Woody's cousin from the Toy Story. Jesus Christ. He's a lot thicker than that now. That's from when he was competing as a teenager at the games a few years ago. All right. I think the next guy up is named Haraldur Holgerson. We talked about him with BKG, young Icelandic guy coming up. I think... You know, BKG seemed to agree with me that he's got the best potential of any of the young guys in Iceland right now. Um, so if you don't know about him and you're a fan of the Europeans, Haraldur is a good guy to know. Hobart, if you didn't know, Bjorgvin Karl Gudmundsen is the king of Euro- is the king of Europe. Makes sense. Yep. <clears throat> okay, who's next? After that's James Sprague. He competed at the West Coast Classic. Young guy, 19. Um, he's he's got a great. <laughs> He's got a great skill set for someone. He's very he's he's long and lanky, so he needs to get a little bit stronger. But he's very good aerobically, pretty good on some of the um, gymnastics stuff for his size. Uh, I think he still might be like two to three years away from being relevant in the men's field. But I think if he sticks with it, he can be pretty good. I'm getting some Definitely. Garrett Garrett Fisher um, vibe from him. Is he tall? Picture. <laughs> yeah, there's a worse one you could have picked from. Uh, is he tall, Brian? Yeah, he's tall. He's like 6'3". Hobart, I, was, I saw a grid league post on my Instagram, and someone was doing pistols and then jumping over the bar with one leg from the pistol. Have you seen that movement? I haven't seen that from the grid, but I've seen <clears throat> stuff like that. What do you think? Cool or gimmicky? I wouldn't do it. It made me anxious, but I liked watching it. Okay, sorry. Go on, Brian. 
Uh, the next guy is a guy from Denmark named Lucas Grulev. I didn't really know about him until this year, but he um, he did pretty well in Europe and spoke to a couple friends of mine over there in, in Europe that know the young athletes well, and they think Lucas has the potential to... I mean, right, you know, Frederick Giddies is probably done now. Um, Andre Houdet had a great year this year at the Games, and I think this guy, Lucas Grulev, is another guy coming out of Denmark that can make a run at the Games for the next couple of years. He's... Um, a little bit older among these guys. He's 23, so near the end of the threshold here. So I think he's maybe a little bit more mature uh, body-wise than some of them and primed to maybe make a run in Europe. He looks like a seven-year-old Russian gymnast. <laughs> this is, this he, is, he, I mean, yeah. that picture is crazy. Lucas, I, there's these seven-year-old little Russian boys that I always watch their like gymnastics and shit and show my boys. That, that picture, that dude looks like he's seven. I don't know Lucas that well, but I'm guessing that's an old one too. All right. Uh, Matt DeLugos is next on the list. I think he's he's one of the older guys here, 24 years old, trains with the underdogs athletics, competed at West Coast Classic this year. Um, a, a lot of uh, people who've been around the space for a long time feel that he's got some potential and just needs to you know, minimize bad performances. He was pretty consistent at West Coast. One or two slip-ups kept him out. Um, again, he's very tall. I think he's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, maybe taller. Yeah, look at those levers. Are you tripping on that, Hobart? Look at him. I'm getting this Alex Anderson vibe from him, too. They Like a, the Anderson Brothers vibe. You see that? Maybe a little bit with the hair. Chin, and the, sm and the smile. Chin. The next two guys are going to be guys, that Sevan, that you know and have interviewed this year. One of them is Phil Toon. Insanely strong guy. Seems to have had some injury problems. Hoping he can get healthy and see what his athletic potential is in the sport. And then after that is Sam. Oh, whoa, 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 Phil Tune. I just want to say something. That was one of the best podcasts I've done. I really enjoyed interviewing Phil Tune. He's cool as shit. But by the way, how he now he's twenty three and he looks like he's thirty two. But and that's the only one. But he also um, talking to him. Yeah, he sounds like he is beat up. Like he needs like he needs like a body worker to move in with him. But I really hope he does well. I really enjoyed talking to him. Okay, and he's a great name, Phil Tune. It almost sounds like it's some sort of like like there should be some sort of joke, right? It's like a crank call name. Is Phil Tune there? Okay, go. All right. <laughs> Sam Stewart's the next guy up. Obviously had a breakthrough this year making it to the games and then had disappointing experience there having to withdraw with an injury. Bicep tear, uh, right? Uh, yeah. And I, I, you know, it's one of those things like I don't think he was going to have I don't think he's going to make the top 20 either way, but not being able to get the full experience of having those nine or 10 events this season, I would say is kind of a disappointment for him. I do think there's a lot of value in getting to the games once and being able to do a majority of the competition. So he was kind of taken away from him with that injury, but he's still very young. He's, he'll, he's competitive in Europe. And I think that there's opportunity there um, with some of the guys. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of young guys in Europe, but I think Sam's got the potential to make it again to the games. So Sam Stewart, he's from he's the guy from Ireland. Yeah, yeah, he was nice enough to do a podcast with us that went um, really well uh, while he was at the games, which was really cool of him. Um, and he's the only one on your list who's outside the top ten who went to the games. I see, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. A, a, almost offensive, Sam. <laughs> Almost offensive. I hope that lights your fire, buddy. Okay. And last one is Tudor Magda. He's the youngest guy in this group at 18 years old. He trains with James Sprague. 
they were both at the West Coast Classic and finished one spot apart from each other there. Um, same with James. I think he might be like two years away from making it. It's just really difficult on the men's side to trans transition immediately into the elite field. But these guys are still good enough to be getting those semifinal opportunities and, and going out on the floor. I know both him and James said they learned a ton at the semifinal this year that they think can help them, you know, make the next step to compete against those guys in the next couple of years. Hobart, what were you doing at 18? I don't even remember. Were you in high school still? I graduated when I was 18. I turned 18 like a couple months before graduation. I think I was really young, so I was probably just getting into college. I wasn't doing CrossFit yet, but I was close. And did you play any sports? I played uh, soccer and lacrosse in high school, but not very well. And and Brian, maybe you said this, but I was texting someone who was calling me. Um, did you say what country tutors tutor Magda's from? Well, he he represents the United States on the leaderboard, but um, his family might be from Spain. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. I want him to some. I want him to be on that island with uh, Magawa. Gabriella <laughs> Magawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I just. I don't know. In my brain, he just belongs there. I just look at this picture of him, I see his name, and he belongs in Mallorca. <clears throat> I see that this guy, uh, Mason Mitchell, mentioned the Hunter Holyfield. Hunter Holyfield was actually was two spots outside of the next 10. There's just a, there's a lot of men. I have 45 guys on this list, so it's deep, but can't can't get to all of them. Hobart, do you think guys uh, – Craig White wants to know, do you, do, guy, do you guys think a 30 to 34 Masters will ever come into play? Yeah, eventually it will. I say no. Why do no. you say yes? Because uh, they've just slowly expanded Masters. I don't know. I know you said the cyclical thing, but I just feel like at some point I think the sport could grow to a point where that age range of that 30 down could just push all the 34-year-old people up out. Yeah. Do you see your athleticism waning? Are you in the master's category because your athleticism is waning or because the competition has is gotten more stiff? Were you pushed out by better performance or were you pushed out by waning, th- your own performance waning? I think it's a little bit of both, and it's also just my priority toward training is totally different than it ever has been. Don't and get defensive. This- Don't get no, defensive. No, no. I'm not. <laughs> No, it's me thinking about it. And I think, too, the um, the caliber of athletes in the Masters, especially um, in the earlier age ranges, will continue to um, increase pretty significantly. I think so, too. It's weird how I used to have no respect for the Masters. Sounds about right. Zero respect. And then it changed. I, I don't know if it's because I got old. I, I, need to, I need to sit down and ohm on that. Okay, Brian, let's do that. Let's 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 hear these men. Number ten. Hey, so are, are, is there anything we can take away from this list? When you tell us the 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 number one person who's twenty five and under. Oh, I guess this. Never mind. My question's irrelevant. I was going to say, are you saying that that person will win the games? But. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> All right, uh, number 10 on the list is Luka Djukic. Luka is only 22 years old. He Obviously, he made the games this year. Um, got cut right before the final round of cuts in 29th place. And, um, you know, his, we talked to his brother, 
And, it's, you know, it is always interesting. You listen to a guy like Colton Mertens, who we just spoke to, and he's like, I don't want to have, I don't want to hear about these excuses. And then, you you know, we talk to a lot of people or see a lot of people on Instagram say, I wasn't 100% for this. I wasn't 100% for that. And, and it wasn't Luca, but it was his brother who told us that his back had been flaring up and he didn't get it, especially on that last workout event number 10, which Lazar thinks Luca could beat him in. He didn't even come close. You know, but this is the nature of it. I mean, the games is difficult. I don't think that very many people are competing through the whole week and they're feeling a hundred percent. And part of, part of, you know, competing at the games is being able to manage and navigate that. Luca didn't, you know, he wasn't able to do that well enough to make the cuts this year, but it seems like he's got a good gene pool and a good uh, work ethic. And I think that this, he's still going to be on the tra- upward trajectory going forward. I think that's one of the best things you've ever said that. Not everyone at the games is 100% all weekend. You have to be able to compete sort of at your worst. All right. Off to a good start, I guess. Yeah, nice job. (laughs) Hobart, can you bring that mic closer to your mouth? I can get it closer. I can turn it up. I can get right here. I don't think that volume does (laughs) shit, by the way. That that volume's... Turn that up. Get nice and close. Yeah. Number number nine. Uh, number nine is actually Colton Mertens. So he's, he's 23. And, uh, you know, he finished slightly below Luca at the games. Um, I I was almost like coin flip between these two guys. I see them in similar capacities right now in terms of where they're at and where they can go in their careers. I agree with what Colton says. I think that there are certain competitions and combinations of workouts that he's going to thrive in and, and really, really do well. And then I think that there's some that are still obviously, you know, troublesome for him, but he's working on them. And he's, and I, I have to believe after the times we've talked to him, he's working as hard as he can to try to improve on all these things. He seems to have that desire. And you hear, I mean, he literally, literally could care less about something like this. He's just exactly what he says. He's singularly focused. He's very driven. Um, is it possible that just it's in, it, you know, it's never going to happen to win the games at that size? I don't know. But uh, I do. <laughs> but he's going to try, and he's you know I think what he's already accomplished in the sport is impressive, and he's still only twenty three years old. Isn't Fraser like five foot two? question. <laughs> <laughs> he was always listed at five seven. Okay, but never mind. I, but I don't think he's five seven. I think he's, I think he's around, around five six. He's never going to do another podcast with me. Hey, um. I I think Colton Mertens is I well let me ask both of you guys this. Do you think he's gonna make it to the games again? Yeah, I think he'll make it to the games again. There's a lot that um getting there once, I think I'm not saying it like unlocks the secret sauce to doing it over and over again, but there's a lot you learn along the way. Like he was kinda of talking about my goal has always been just to get there in terms of training, so I focus on X, Y, and Z. And now he has so much more insight into what it's like that he needs to do to train for the season and the games. So I'm not saying it's easier to do it again, but you you learn so much, and it's helpful. It's weird. Like I don't think it's ever easy, but I do think that it's easier after you've done it once. Like there's, I'm I agree with you that there's something that switches. And if you look at the turnover rate, like it's pretty high percentage of people that make it back after making it. I think he's going to do great. I, I I was a little concerned about that cramping thing. I should have asked him today if if that if that was the first time he cramps or if that's just some normal shit. 
save that for the next time we have him on, and we will have him, Colton Mertens, on as many times as he'll come on. Uh, number eight. Number eight is possibly the only guy on the list you're not going to know, Savan. His name is Luke de Jong. He's a 21-year-old kid out of Australia. Um, he was, I think he might have been winning the Australian regional. He was fifth, seventh, second, and first on the first four workouts of the games, or of the um, semifinal over there in the Torium Pro. <laughs> and, uh, and he was winning kind of in ways that Jason Hopper was winning workouts at, um, at the Mid-Atlantic, like looking very confident, looking very composed. This, this is a good picture of him actually winning one yeah. of those workouts. Ryan, if you can get another picture of that guy's body and put it closer, that guy look, looks like a man-child. 21 and um and he said you know again he said he got he got sick in the competition and his last three event finishes were like 29th 18th and 25th i mean he's like pretty noticeable drop off so maybe he was sick i don't know but it looked like he was going to make it for two-thirds of that competition he's 21 um and those workouts that he did well on were like some pretty difficult workouts so i think he's i think he'll make the games next year uh out of australia Nice quads in this picture. Nice hair. Nice body. Looks tall and big. Hobart, do you have any concerns about that heel strike? No, he's just taking a big confidence stride right there. That's a that's a power pose. Okay. Epic hair. Okay. Epic hair. Yeah. And that I I just love I mean, it's it's not as good as Dave's cornrows, but I just love hair statements. Although I'm gonna tell you I'm not, I'm not a fan of Danielle Brandon's green hair. But whatever. So it's not green it. anymore. I know. I really liked her on the podcast. On the CrossFit Games podcast, hosted by Chase Ingram, Dave Castro, and Danielle Brandon. <laughs> Number seven. Seven is um, Cedric Lapointe, or Lapointe, who we've also have spoken to. Um, 24 years old, so he's about as old as you could be on this list. And, uh,. You know, he had one terrible event at, at semifinals on a thruster and legless rope climb event, which he should be good at. And he talked to us about how, he, you know, how many no reps he got on the thrusters, how many blew up, blew up as a result of that. He got a 30th on it. Outside of that, his, he had uh, a first, a fourth, two eighths, and a 14th in a pretty competitive men's field over there and, and almost made it in. Um, <clears throat> he's kind of, he has that kind of, uh, aura about him of like he might just always be the guy that gets close but never makes it but he's just as good as a lot of the people at the at the games and when he competes in um sanctionals and semifinals he beats people that have made it to the games i'm gonna get in trouble for this are you telling me paul tremblay too he's the next paul tremblay i'm just showing off a little bit just showing off a little bit Paul, I mean, Paul's one of those examples of a guy who made it once and then and never did make it back. Um, Cedric's yet to make it. So, Ho- Hobart, I guarantee you, Hobart and Paul Tremblay are good friends. They have the they're, they're like the same person, different countries. Hobart has to keep his mouth shut here. <clears throat> Cedric's great, by the way. Great attitude. Like him. A lot of these guys that are coming up on this list, you, you know, you're gonna know who they are. <clears throat> you just might not realize how young they are. So, um, five of the remaining six were at the games. Uldis Upanex is number six on the list. We've talked about him before. We've had some questions, people asking if we're overlooking or underrating him. And we've talked about, I've talked about how I've known about him for a couple of years. And he uh, was pretty open when I spoke to him at the games after he got cut <clears throat> about the fact of what he needs to work on going forward. 
um, to kind of shore up some of the holes in his games. I think that it's uh, I think he can continue to make it from from Europe for the next several years just because of um, the way that the, the men's field shapes up there competitively. And uh, if he is able to, similarly to Colton Mertens, kind of solidify some of the things that he's not so good at and make more consistent finishes, that he can you know, improve upon whatever, where did he place this year, mid-20s, 25th? Yeah, I think he can move up into the, even the top 20 in the years to come. That's a great picture of him. Hey, does um, Frederick Egidius know that he retired, or did you just, like in that last segment, did you just retire him without him knowing? Does he know he retired, or you retired? <clears throat> Frederick Egidius is one of those guys that no matter, he's kind of like Andy Thor's daughter, even though less less success at the ultimate level. He's been there for so long that I feel like as long as he wants to keep continuing, he'll have a chance, or keep competing and trying, he'll have a chance. But I have a feeling that he's pretty happy with how where he's at right now and is going to just try to support Annie. And um, I don't think he'll make another run at an in, in individual game's appearance. If you say so. Number five. Five is another guy we've talked to on here. It's Jay Crouch uh, from Australia. Um, you know, I talked about him before the, uh, the Torium Pro and said I thought he was the most consistent guy in Australia right now. I thought he'd have the best performance of the Australians at the games. He had the worst performance of the Australians at the games. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad performance. I think he missed the, the cut by one space, just or two spaces, just behind Chandler Smith. So he was second man out from the cuts. <clears throat> it was tough to get into the top 20 his first year there, but he still got 10 events, and I think that's really important for him. I think that he'll... Um, he's good enough at everything that he'll continue to qualify from Australia and continue to have some... Uh, finishes closer to, towards 10th as his career uh, progresses. James, you're in charge now. I'm just trying to look up some other stats on the Australian guys. I just feel like, because um, everyone from Australia, and I'm going to sound like a dipshit saying this, competes out of the same uh, semifinal, right? So this is a gr this is actually is a great point. It's, it is difficult to qualify out of Australia. And that's because you have, I mean, just look at the guys who qualified this year, Royce Dunn, Baden Brown, and Jay Crouch. Like, There's nothing about the performances that makes me think they're not going to be there next year. But I also think Luke DeYoung can make it. And James Newberry was just the one, one spot out and then almost made it on the last chance qualifier. Con Porter was right there. So there's a guy from New Zealand named Luke Fiso who's in that mix down there for sure. And he's still relatively, he's in his mid-20s. Was the Torian Pro a live comp, or was it? Um, it was live. It was live, and it was and it was really good. Um, both on, especially on the men's side. The women's side was. We'll talk about it later on, I think. But uh, yeah, so that is a, a, a challenge for the guys from Australia. There's only three spots, and there's probably six guys that can make it every year. Uh, we're on podcast number one seventeen, and I've taken a lot of pee breaks, but that's the first time I ever dropped a deuce. Make a note of that. Okay, uh, number four. <clears throat> number four is the only guy um, this high up on the list or the highest guy on the list who didn't make the games this year but I don't think anyone will uh, um, really object to seeing him here it's Dallin Pepper I think we're going to be speaking to him soon upcoming yeah. week or two um, he's an animal I mean he's an absolute animal and I was actually watching one event from the West Coast Classic earlier today that kept Cedric LaPointe out of the games and it was, and it was the thruster legless rope climb workout which you might not think would be good for a guy who's He's only 19, but he's like 6'1", 220. <laughs> so 
So you'd think that wouldn't be a great workout for him, and yet he took second place against all those guys in, at West Coast. The only guy who beat him is Cole Sager, who's like world class on thruster legless rope climb workouts. Um, and it's stuff like that that kind of stands out to me. When you're really good at something that your body type shouldn't make you good at, that's a scary kind of a guy. Because there's already a bunch of stuff that he's good at just because he's big and powerful and strong and knows how to move his body through space. But then he can do stuff where he's at a statistical disadvantage. Well, um, well how is he at a disadvantage on a legless rope climb workout? I think it's the 220 pounds, not the height. How high is the rope? Was it a 15-foot rope? Good question. Good I just question. feel like – I don't know. On the thrusters, I'll agree with you. I just feel like bigger guys – I was uh, training with Christian Harris – and um, he's like six foot something. And he would just jump once, do one pull, <laughs> and he was at the top of the rope. And my my little weenie jump, I'd maybe have to do six pulls. And he probably outweighs me by, I would say, at least 20 pounds. So he's definitely over 200. But How do I, I keep know. hearing that name? Is that a games athlete? Why do I keep hearing that guy's yeah, name? Uh, Chris competed with um, a Christian team. Harris? Yeah, um, CrossFit Dynamics for a while. They had a team this year, and one of their one of their females, I believe, tested positive. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah, yeah, failed yeah. the drug test for I don't know what, so I'm not going to say because I don't want to get anyone. I don't know, but anyway. And he were he uh, he um, also did the demo team in 2019. Awesome athlete, awesome guy. I, I but, think uh, that was the, that was the drug D H E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, I, I just want to correct something. On the podcast, I said that one of the side effects of that drug is it called it caused vaginal atrophy, or it was some crazy. But I said it wrong. It actually cures it. Someone actually sent me a DM saying I read that wrong. It doesn't cause it. It cures it. But whatever. I don't even know what vaginal atrophy that's a, is. That's an important distinction. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm not a yeah. doctor. Just so yes. everyone knows. Yes. Uh. What did Dallin Pepper? Because I was watching him too. Because he, you, you talked about him early, and he smashed it. But what did he really struggle with? Push pull, which is uh, yeah, the strict deficit handstand push-up. Someone else also said, I don't remember who this was, but someone said that they that they knew him from a couple years <clears throat> back, and they hadn't seen him for two years, and then they were somewhere standing next to him talking to him. Was that you, Brian? No, it was someone we were talking to. I can't remember who, but they were like, "Yeah, he's a lot. He seemed a lot bigger." They said even, that they didn't even recognize him. Like he's just like like he just went through puberty, like from seventeen to nineteen, and he's just a whole different like human. I would be shocked if he doesn't make the games next year. I mean, it's crazy that he took what he had three or four finishes outside of the top fifteen, and he still finished six overall at at his uh, semifinal. Yeah, man. He really like I, I talked. He was at the games coaching that. Um, 17 year old kid but i talked to him about that d-ball workout and he's like it was just one of those moments like he said it was like 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 rich with the rope or like justin Medeiros with the sandbag at granite games two years ago like i just didn't understand how to move that implement in a competitive setting and i'll never and i'll never have that problem again it wasn't the weight or anything like that he just wasn't prepared for it and here we go these are the top three men under the age of 25 currently participating and the sport of CrossFit. This may not be the official CrossFit Games podcast, but it is where all of the truly official lists of who's the greatest and best come out. Brian, number three. And hopefully, I mean, this is actually really exciting, these three guys for the sport moving forward. Well, we skipped one here, I guess. Um, number three is Jason Hopper. And, you know, we spoke about... Maybe there's not a picture of him, but it doesn't matter. We spoke with Jason a bunch of times. We've spoken about him a bunch of times. We know what happened this year at the games for him. 
And, uh, you know, I think that this season is, is really important for his perspe- perception in the space. There's, I think there's some people that still really believe in him, and there's other people that think that it was a fluke what happened at the Mid-Atlantic. I don't think it was a fluke. I think that he will work hard this year to improve on the things that he wasn't happy with. And um, I, think he'll, I think he'll be top 10 at the games, if not next year, the year after. I don't, I don't think flukes happen across that many events. I hate that. I don't like whoever said that. I, I, don't, I don't know that's one specific person, but I think that you know, that's a general sentiment that people had. Like, yeah, it's one thing to, be, to do well at the semifinal, but the games is a totally different beast, and this guy doesn't have what it takes to do well at the games. I think some people, and it's like, he did it this year. Yeah, but that doesn't mean his performance was a fluke. You know, you're as fit as you are in your last workout. I mean, like, he beat the pants off some really fit guys that weekend. Unfortunately, couldn't replicate it at the games. I don't like that fluke. Um, He basically, one of the things he said that did match identical to what Colton Merton said, basically, is he's like, hey, he was training to get to the games. And like he knew, he knew that like swimming wasn't going to be in the semifinals. I think Colt Mertens was basically acknowledging. And so why work on swimming? Like when he knows he has other weaknesses that he needs to work on in order that would be more relevant to get to the games. And I think Jason had his, a little bit of that um, story too. No? Seems like it, yeah. <clears throat> get him, oh. Hobart. Get him. What? No, that's fair. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, number two, this picture of Guy, um, man, he, when you talk to him, when you see him, when we interview him, he looks young as shit. And in this picture, he looks like he's like in the master's division. looks like he has like gray hair in this picture. Oh, there's Hopper. I love it. Bam. Yeah, we're, we're done with Hopper. If you want to go to Jason J Hopper three or whatever his Instagram is, if you want to see thirst pics of Jason Hopper, let's go to Guy. All right. I'll go there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, Guillermo Mayeros, um, who we've also spoken with, and people obviously saw this year at the Games win three events, which was an incredible and pretty rare feat to do. I think the best thing that Guy has going for him is he's already so strong. Like The stuff that he needs to improve at is stuff that if he just has hires a coach that knows how to develop an aerobic system over a 12-month period of time, He's already explosive, powerful, strong. He already has a couple years' experience at the games at only 21 years old. The region that he competes in is one where he should be able to continue to qualify through, even though they only get two spots. Um, it seems like, it, it, like if the guy that we saw this year at the games is really who he is, and you just insert some aerobic, like some understanding of how to approach aerobic workouts and manage those paces, that he's a pretty scary athlete. Uh, one more thing about Danielle Brandon's hotness. Um, she's not. Ju- ju- it's not just dudes who think she's hot. Like she, she, uh, everyone does. All the girls, transgender, the whole LGBTQ alphabet, men, like kids, like everyone thinks she's hot. Okay, number one, twenty twenty five and. I'm glad under. we had that that break for that essential piece of information. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, so I go to these transcendental spaces. <laughs> Number one is is the the champion, the fittest on earth, Justin Medeiros. He's 22 years old, and he just won the CrossFit Games, beating legends like uh, Veldner and Fukowski and BKG and Yonikowski, who've been doing it for years, and every one of them thought this was their best chance to win the Games with Matt retiring, and it wasn't. It was this guy who did it. So it doesn't really matter what list it is right now. He's the top of the list. 
Uh, can't grow facial hair. Do you think his pubes don't touch his stomach hair? Twenty-two. It's insane. Sorry, Hobart. Go ahead. No, I just I can't believe how young he is. Hobart, he looks younger than you. I, he he should look younger <laughs> than me because I'm thirteen years older than he is. Think I bet you that. he even thinks Danielle Brandon's hot. What do you want to say about Medeiros? Go ahead. I don't even remember now. It's probably not important. All right, top ten women. No, hold on. I want to say something about Brian's list. It's really irritating me. He's got two guys on there. He's got Cedric Lapointe and Luke De Jong above my boy Colton Mertens, and those dudes didn't even make it to the games. How about and, fuck no, eat a dick. Colton's better than them. <laughs> and Dallin Pepper. And Dallin Pepper. Well, I, I told you from the start the criteria of this list was like, you know, su- suspect at best. I think that the qualification <laughs> prospect to the games is suspect sometimes. Whoa. Say that one more time. <laughs> I'm not convinced that the qualification process of the game gets us the best guys there every year. I'm not saying that the guys that make it aren't, aren't worthy of being there. But I think that there's people on both the men's and women's side who didn't make the games this year that would have done substantially better than the bottom eight athletes in both fields who actually finished the competition. Uh, yeah, but that's all. there's no way around that. Right. But it does allow for something a ranking system like this. Like, aren't you glad there's no swimming in the semifinals? No, there should be. You do? You think I mean, so? No, okay, I'm so not okay. Are... I'm definitely not okay with there not being any running if you're going to test it five miles worth of it at the games. Okay, okay. Let me let me let but, me rephrase. But, Go but, ahead, Hobart. Go ahead. I think I will say this. I, Dave has not. Dave has always been pretty straightforward about the fact that while the games changes, he's like, you know, there is a cocktail to the games. Total number of events. Not predictable, but you could expect it. Swim, you're going to run a lot at the games, and you're going to lift or move some odd objects frequently. Like so, there, I mean, there are things you could train for throughout the year to get better at the games. And, and the echo bike will be there. Some bike will be there. Some I mean, rower. Some erg. You better be yeah. good at those. And I was, I was a shitty individual. I won't say that. I wasn't. Well, according to Brian, I was not a good individual <laughs> games athlete. Well, he said that? You said well, no, that, Brian? I, I didn't even make his list of whatever, whatever, whatever. Right, right. Wait. Come on, um, James. Come on. But my point being was like, you know, I do think once you get over that hump of knowing I can qualify to the games, like at Mayhem, we swam all year round. So. And I think if you want to be competitive in the sport of CrossFit, you should be swimming year round no matter what. I I like it that the games is... I don't want to say a surprise. Maybe I, I, I use swimming as an example, and, and like I'm not hell bent on whatever event you choose. But I like it that there's things at the games that just there's just no chance of them happening at semifinals. And I guess that's going to happen regardless if you have 15 events. And I just love that. And so I don't think you, I don't like when Brian says that the that the bottom that there's people who can beat the bottom eight people at the games or however he phrased that. I want to be like, uh, so what? Like of or or of course, which yeah yeah that's fine. But then you can also understand where I'm. I can rank some of the guys who didn't make it ahead of some of the guys who did. Oh, you fucked me up. Oh, he, he did bad. Up. He really he like me. he, he came fucked back me around. <laughs> 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 that was like the wrestler okay, like, pulls the chair that. out of the referee's <laughs> pants and I'm smashes done. the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I tried to win every conversation and lost both. God Last damn it. Day. I was trying to show off at the bar and lost the girl to Brian. Okay, Brian. 
Let's go to the women. Damn it. That was brutal. So you'll no you'll notice something different uh, about the women's field is that there are a lot of people younger on this list. Like the, I think the youngest guy was Tudor Magda at 18. And I think there are five women of the or six women of the top 20 that are younger than 18. I want to tell you something. I went to a jiu-jitsu tournament uh, this weekend. Like the six-year-old girls, like they, they would – fuck up the six-year-old boys and same with the seven-year-old girls the best the best people in the world at jiu-jitsu from what i saw and like i don't have a ton of experience at these tournaments but man girls develop fast they are savages okay sorry go on and, and i suspect that's what's happening here that's fair i got i used to do judo and i got crushed by girls in judo last week <laughs> <laughs> are you doing judo now hobart Sorry, no, go ahead, Ryan. No, this was when I was younger. Brian, yes, we're going sorry, reverse Brian. alphabetical order on this. Okay. Okay. So these are the 10 that uh, just missed out. So Paulina Harrow, 17 years old. She competed as a teenager this year. And I think she I think she did four rep max front squat of 235 pounds at 17 years old. Something like that. It was, it was crazy. But uh, she's a Mexican um, she has been competitive in the teenage division and very strong at a young age. I think she'll be in this next group of women coming up in the sport. She's Mexican or she's from Mexico? What? <laughs> I mean, does she represent Mexico? Is that what you're saying? Or she's saying, if I say you're Mexican, doesn't that just mean you're from Mexico? Uh, I get uh, shit. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. Uh, she's, she lives and trains in Mexico. Okay. Where, and how many CrossFit gyms do they have in Mexico? <laughs> like official affiliates. I really want to know. I wonder if she works at a real affiliate there. That's one of the countries where the trademark find out. Real, is go really affiliate.crossfit.com uh, affiliate map. Shit got really squirrely in Mexico. There was some guy squatting on the name. I don't know if they ever fixed that. It's, she was listed as unaffiliated for the games this year. Aha. Aha. <laughs> okay. Here's next. the thing. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with you having an affiliate. I don't have a problem with you teaching CrossFit if it's not a CrossFit gym, blah, 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 whatever. But man, there's a piece of integrity missing when you don't affiliate. And I know it's, it can be expensive in some countries like that. But like, hey, man, like this is CrossFit. Like don't act like it's not. Like so there's – anyway, I could – it's different. Uh, Jacqueline Robinson, sorry I can't watch to the end. Got to get up early to ride the devil's trike and get shadow banned. Have a good night, boys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> What's the devil's trike? Salt bike. Oh, Salt bike. nice. And shadow banned is what you are. Yes, I know. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Paulino Haro from Mexico. Next. Next is Paige Powers, another former teen games athlete. She competed at the Granite Games, the semifinals. Granite Games or was it West Coast Classic? Well, she made the semifinals this year. Granite Games. Granite Games, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because she was – yeah, I remember seeing her. Okay. And, uh, anyway, yeah, she's 18 years old. Um, she's uh, She's got a pretty unique body type, um, and she's she's pretty strong. She needs to improve her engine for long time domains, I think. Um, there's a lot of women at this age that are competitive, but she's, she's amongst them for sure. She competed a few sanctionals last year, including the mayhem classic. Um, so she's got some competitive experience against, you know, top end women in the sport, but I think she's still, um, maybe a year or two away from really making a, a games run. Do you know any of her numbers? Like you could be like, she back squatted 300 pounds for 10. No. Okay. I like that stuff, Brian, make a note of that. 
who just pull up their uh, everyone's four rep max front squat and and tell you that? Just anything. I just like it when you say their numbers, and then I can watch Hobart's expression because I know Hobart's like shit. Can I do that? I'm gonna warm up right now. <clears throat> um. Okay. Well, uh, next on the list is Olivia Sulek. And uh, she's 19 years old, so again, under 20. Um, competed in as a teenager at the Games. Competed at semifinals this year. Didn't make it. I think that a lot of these women are just in the same category here. They're just one or two years away from maybe breaking through. Um, they haven't been able to the way that you know Haley Adams has quite yet. But I think that they're trending towards that direction. They're like 10th this year. You know, this happened a lot in regionals. You'd see people come be 15th, 10th, then 5th, and they'd get, get to the game. So she's what, kind of what in that country? Bank. What country? USA. Okay. Oh, really? She she looks like, like a, a Russian gymnast, too. I'm getting that. And that name. Maybe Sulik. Maybe that's what <clears> threw me off. Hey, Hobart, I bet you I don't have enough weights in my home gym to um, test your one rep deadlift. Paige Powers front squatted uh, just about 240 for four. Good job, Paige. <clears throat> Jesus. Ryan, when I'm just saying nonsense, like talking about my home gym, that's like trying to give you time to switch pictures and shit. Next is uh, Olivia Kerstetter. She's the youngest female on this list, 15 years old. She won the 14 and 15 division this year. She's a girl that trains with Jacob Hepner and has been for several years. Snatched 202 pounds at the game, so she's obviously got some pretty incredible strength for that age. I think you know she's amassing as much experience as she can in the competitions available to someone that's as old as she is. And maybe she's maybe she's on the track of a Mallory O'Brien and Emma Carey of qualifying before she even ages up to the open division. You know, we'll find out in the next two years. What's the legal is, age to be in the CrossFit Games? Can is, you be sixteen? Is there an age limit? Age? You can be sixteen. Yeah. Can One you of the, be fifteen? I think, well, the problem with being 15 is that the open workouts are different at that age. So you have to, I think you, you have to be 16 because you have to be able to still do the workouts. Is there, is there money to win like in the 15, 16, 16, 17 age division, 14, 15, 16, 17 age divisions? Well, that's, what's going to change. There never was this year. There was through the Reebok offerings. And now because of the changes to the um, professionalism of college athletics, that I think that you will be able to earn money as a teenager in CrossFit. I was going to say, she should just stay down in the, the teenagers until she's ready to go again, just clean up, make some dough. O'Brien and Carrie could have done that this year, but I think that the open division was better having them in it. I don't think you can take your L1 until you're 15 or 16. They got an age limit on that even, which is weird. Hobart, do you have anything to say about that? Actually, I was trying to, I don't know the exact age. I should know that. Uh, two Olivia's in a row. What were the odds of that? Number, okay, keep going. Let's go. We're going to be here ne all night. Yeah. Next is Chloe Wilson. Uh, Chloe competed at the West Coast Classic this year. She finished in seventh place. She's 23 years old. Um, she's, you know, a little older than some of the other women on this list, but not necessarily a bad thing. Gaining some competitive experience this year. I think she's, you know, one or two execution uh, decision making thing, you know, in a, in a semifinal competition away from making the games this year. So has that has all the potential and just needs to put the right weekend together to get to the game. So someone to definitely to be aware of in the United States. 
Old lady of the bunch, 23. 23, I know, it's amazing. Uh, next is going to be a Canadian named Freya Moosebrugger. A very unique name, but a very good athlete. She's 19 years old. Again, she made the semifinals this year, didn't make it to the games. And basically all the, all of the women in this category are, are, are this. None of the, none of the, these 10 made the games this year, but all of them were very close. Or if they did, it was in the teenage division. Um, and her squat looks good. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is Evie Hollis. She's the oldest woman in this group. She's 24 years old. She missed making the games in Europe by one spot. She was in the semifinal that Emma Tall was in, and she had uh, ended up missing out by one spot to Sam Briggs. Um, I think that in Europe, especially, that there's going to be a turnover of athletes. Kristen Holt had just retired. We don't know how long Sam's going to be able to continue to make it. Um, you know, and there's a, there are like there are everywhere. There's some younger women coming up, and Evie Hollis is someone that most people probably don't know about, who but could be in that next group of competitive women. From she's from the UK. Next. Next is Emma Lawson. She's only 16 years old. She competed this year at the CrossFit Games. She she made the last chance qualifier in the Atlas Games. Uh, she was Morning Chalk Up featured her as a young athlete to watch this season, and she almost made it to the games. Um, and that if you remember that Atlas Games semifinal, like the top nine women were all within like 20 points or 25 points. It was incredibly close, and she was in that group. So Emma's definitely going to make it to the games as an individual athlete at some point with the trajectory she's on, but I think she still actually has one more year eligible as a teenager next Wait, year. Wait, tell me how close was she from going to the games? Like, we pull up the Atlas Games women. It was... What country is she? So she finished ninth. She's Canadian. She finished ninth, 423 points, but she was only 25 five points away from Sydney McAlishan. Wow. So we're talking about like all these women in that tight window... And and then Sydney goes on to the games and finishes twenty fifth. So she's a couple. She's five years younger than her, and crazy right there with her. Uh, Caroline Stanley's next up. She's twenty one years old. Again, she competed at semifinals this year. Did not make it to the games, um, but she's on. You know, she's just only going to continue to get better. I think as well. And then the last one is is Annika Greer. She's also Canadian. wait. Where's Caroline Stanley from? Sorry, Canada USA. too. Oh, okay. No, she's a, she's American. She competed. I think it also was it is. I don't know why I always get the Granite Games in the West Coast Classic. They like meld into my mind. How do you interview a sixteen year old? So uh, when did you get your braces off? How's your babysitting job going? Like, those are good questions. I guess yeah. Uh, or you could just talk about the fact that she snatched two hundred and two pounds. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Annika Greer, 18. You said Canada? Yep. Same and basically same situation as Emma Lawson. She was sixth, one spot behind Sydney, 11 points behind her, knock, just knocking on the door. Um, she, again, I think she'll qualify next year or two at least. Redhead. Maybe, yeah. All right. We're here. The 10 best women in the world official list under the age of 25. It is. It's good that you said in the world too. There's a, there's a lot of uh, women from different countries on this list. So, um, no, and let me see most of them made the games, but not all of them this year. 
The girl in number 10 spot did. It's Sasha Nieves. She's from Argentina. She's 23. She ultimately got cut at the games this season. Um, we've t- we, uh, she, but I think she's, she's still training with Facundo. Um, I spoke to her after the games, after she got cut and she was bummed about it, but kind of positive, felt like she learned what she needed to in her first year competing there and, you know, seemed excited to get back to training. I she, you know, I think she might spend some time at mayhem this year, which is obviously going to be beneficial to pretty much anyone who goes there. Um, so I think that she will have a great chance to qualify next season through the South American uh, semifinal again and improve upon her finish at the games. Uh, you said she's from Argentina? Yeah. Did you see the ivermectin study that came out of Argentina last week? <laughs> Sorry, I won't bring it up. I won't get into the details, but feel free to look it up. Feel free to look up 1,200 subjects. Um, uh, when you say Facundo, that's her coach? Yeah. And um, what's Facundo's first name? That's his first. <laughs> What's his last name? Uh, <laughs> Eschustesan is my best attempt. And is he uh, is he uh, is he Latin American? Is he from Argentina? S- also south of Tijuana. Okay. And um, how many athletes does he have? This year he was coaching her, Yorgos Caravis, Saxon Panchik, and Spencer Panchik, and they all okay. three of them made the games. One of them made last chance. Okay. Number nine. Number nine from Australia. And this is like, there's two Australian women on this list. And it's kind of a bummer. And this is what James was talking about, the men earlier. If Kara Saunders decides to continue competing and Tia and Jamie Simmons are able to compete next season in Australia, there's only three spots. There's only three spots for any women there. And I don't know how you beat those three. So as good as this Ellie Turner is and could be, as long as they're only getting three spots and those girls are compete, can, women are continuing to compete, I mean, it's just limited opportunity. But she is very good. She's 23. She was, uh, you know, com- competitive with Kara Saunders at a couple of the events at the semifinal this year, just not as consistent as her. And she did fine at the games. Like, she didn't look out of place at the game. She had some good workouts and some... Not as good, but we know how strong the top half of the women's field is there. Australia has some serious problems besides only having three women who can go to the CrossFit Games. Here we go. (laughs) Serious, serious problems. That's too bad. Uh, Do you think that the – what are the chances that CrossFit HQ will recognize this dilemma at uh, in Australia and, and make a change? Because I think currently the number of entries you get are based on your open participation. But, I mean, obviously it's their event. They could change it if they thought it would help, right? Well, maybe Dave will have me on his podcast and I can ask him. They could cool. change it if they wanted, of course, because as it says in the rule book a half a dozen times or something like that, everything is at the sole discretion of CrossFit. So they just change it if they want to change it. The um, it's not just Australia that has this problem on the women's side, in my opinion. It's also Europe, and I can talk about a specific example. But I don't like to just give um, problems without having solutions. And I I've been thinking a lot about this because it's just I don't I don't think that the American women have competitively earned this twenty spots at the games. And I think that if you took one spot away from every 
qualifier in North America. So they got four instead of five. And you gave one extra one to each of the ones in Europe, one extra one to the one in Australia, and one extra one to the last chance qualifier, that you'd have a top-to-bottom, more competitive games field for the women. Damn. How would you do that? But but they're, they'd like to have a formula. And the formula now is based on open registrations. And that's pretty clean and pretty tight. Mm-hmm. This formula, and I did come up with a formula that, w- that wasn't just arbitrarily pr- pulled out of thin air. It was based on the last five years and their their qual- their relative performance at the games. Oh, oh, so so for, oh. so for example, oh, you know I like what I like it. about that is it I like makes it. a country root really hard for their athletes more and fellow athletes. Not a country, country, a continent. Continent, excuse me, yeah, continent. <clears throat> wow, that's cool. I'm like, you, hey, that could though screw it up too. It could work. It could in this situation. It could it could help, but in other situations, I mean, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something here. Okay. Do you remember when we were talking about the semifinals, and I said that there was one semifinal where there were five spots in in Europe and six women deserved deserved to go, and you said, oh whoa 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 whoa, you can't use that word deserved. Do you remember that conversation? My show, I choose what words can and can't be used. Yes. So those six women finished first through six. This was at the Lowlands Throwdown, if anyone wants to reference it. And this was their finishing places at the games. Emma McQuaid was first in the semifinal. She finished 12th. Laura Horvath was second. She finished second. Annie Thorsdotter was third. She finished third. Gabriella Magawa was fourth. She finished sixth. And Turi Helgadotter was fifth, and she finished 13th. Those five women who kept Karen Frey out of the games finished in the top 13 at the games. I am convinced that Karen Frey would have beaten both Terry Helgadotter and Emma McQuaid with those sets of tests. Definitely would have been top 10 at the games this year. I think she would have finished inside top six, but she didn't get to go because this semifinal was too competitive and only five of the six were allowed to go. Uh, let me ask you this. If, if, have you figured out if you use this, if you took the, like the five-year historical data of, of people going to the games and then you chose how many people from each continent went to the games would like the United States only get like four people. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no. would it drop? Would it just, no, no, this distribution, the distribution would still assume that every continent gets a minimum of one. So you'd still like, even if Africa's performance at the games didn't warrant a spot at the games, they'd still get one. Okay. I'm going to shoot you Dave's number after this. And then you got to call him and tell him this. I'm sure he's dying to hear this shit. This is awesome. Go ahead, Hobart. Like say it, Hobart. Turn your editor off, Hobart. Say it. Uh, You're more than just right a pretty now. face. You're more than no, just a pretty face. It. You're right. I'm a pretty voice now, too. That's it. Man, Number, number seven. Number eight. Number eight. Wait, well, uh, uh, no, we're at number seven, but uh, tell me real quick, how old was Emily Turner again? Because I missed Ellie her. Turner Ellie was 23, Turner. and we are on number eight. Okay. No, uh, eight is Alexis Raptus. Oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about her yet. Okay. Bam. Alexis Raptus... Uh, it's like one. I mean, the thing is, if someone misses the games and it's a heartbreaking story, it's always there's always a great story that accompanies it. And Reagan Huckabee making the games this year was obviously a great story. But Alexis basically had the, her own game's destiny in her hand this year at the West Coast Classic, and she just imploded at the last event. Like uh, she's crossed herself thirty seconds and basically crossed herself the games, and uh, by missing a clean. Um, and otherwise she would have been there. What amazed me about her was her performance in push-pull, which was strict deficit handstand push-ups 
against both Carrie Pierce and Bethany Shadburn. And every single round, I was like, come on, she's got to, she's got to, they're going to pass her here. They're going to pass her here. And they never did. And she beat them in that workout. She trains with Max El Haj at Training Think Tank and all the people over there. And I know that this woman is very, very talented. She'll, and she'll make the games next year if she's healthy. CrossFit women have the most beautiful armpits of any women on the planet. I swear to God. You okay. know, I was thinking the same thing before you said that. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, that's why you're on the show. Number seven. Seven is Sydney McAlishan. Um, you know, might maybe know more about her than the last two because she did make the games this year. But prior to this year, really no one knew who she was. You know, she didn't make it like solidly. No one really in that Atlas Games women's field did, but she did enough to get in. She got a year of competitive experience under her belt at the games. I think that's incredibly valuable for someone who's 21 years old. She loves to train. She's not afraid to hurt. Um, she's got a really good base. She's got, you know, I think she's kind of got all the all the right tools in place to be a, a perennial games athlete. Um, so yeah, she's cool. number seven here. Uh, cool as shit. It, I, and I am definitely an ageist. I'm uh, young people can start to annoy me by their vapidness, but that is a cool chick. We interviewed her and she was confident, bright, uh, easy to talk to that conversation flowed. She's dope. I'd like to see her climb on your list, Brian. You'd like to see her climb on the list? Yeah. Okay. Well, me too. Um, next is the next is the highest ranking woman who didn't make the games this year, but she's a four times games veteran. She's 24 years old, and it's uh, Maddie Sturt. Maddie is also competes out of the Australian regional. She's a girlfriend of Jay Crouch. She was there with him this year, but not competing. And uh, again, she's in the same situation as Ellie Turner. It's going to be. If nothing changes, it's going to be really hard for her to get back to the games. But when she makes it to the games, she usually finishes middle of the pack, around 20th, which is, which is I think is very good. Um, so Maddie is uh, incredible, just as good as any of these uh, women so far. And uh, she just didn't make it to the games this year. And Brian, you know what? To even back up your, your point a little bit more, uh, let's say Cara doesn't compete next year. Let's say one of those girls don't compete. So now there's one spot. Yeah, and it's and I, mean, I would it's, say it's between the, it's between Maddie and and Ellie, but actually Laura Clifton beat both of them this year at the semifinal, and she's just she's just older than twenty five, so she's not going to be on this list. The open registration thing I think is a really good metric. It makes a lot of sense, but there are some um, what do you call? It? There are some foils to it. Like Iceland is a foil to that. And I don't know. Good point. I can't believe Matt. I can't believe Sturt is 24 and she's been to the games four times and missed a year this year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's just nuts. The, the last two years. Uh, there's a guy here. I don't know if I can say his name. I, it looks like Connor, but I'm going to guess it's Conor. <laughs> I would have just stuck with Connor, probably. Really? Can you see it, it's K O N N E R? Yeah, I think that does something <laughs> to the O. Doesn't that do something to the O? But the, wait till you hear his last name. It's it's R O H R E R. So. <laughs> Anyway, Sevon hitches his wagon to the athletes, and CrossFit HQ hitches their wagon to Sevon. Thanks for the original content, mate. I'm not even sure I understand that, but I, when I first read it before he donated money, I thought it was ripping on me. But since he gave ten bucks, I think it's ripping on someone else. So I, I'm good with it. <laughs> Number five. Number five. The remaining five women all made the top twenty at the games this year. Number five is Emma Carey. I was tempted to put her higher on the list, but I really couldn't when she didn't beat any of these uh, other women. I just I think that her upside is is big, 
And obviously when you're finishing, you know, in the top five of the games, there's not a lot of space to go, but she was 16th this year, 16th or 14th. Either way, I think that she can push into the top 10 in the years to come. Um, she, there's no denying the amount of desire she has to compete on the floor. Even when things were not going her way at the game, she was clearly willing to suffer and hurt and give every last ounce of herself to the competition. And I, I mean, she talks that way. She presents herself that way. She trains that way. Um, and she competes that way. And I think that she's going to be good for a long time to come. I think she's going to be, uh, I think she's going to win the games in the next three years. No way. Yes. <laughs> she, I think when Brian said there's a lot of upside, I, that, that, that lady has got crazy potential. I agree with you. I just, that's a really aggressive prediction. I think. It is, it is, but it's got, you have to do it once in a while. You have to do it once in a while. You'll be like single it. your whole <laughs> life if you never do that. Well, if I she like wants it. to do it, she's going to have to beat the next four women amongst others. Okay, let's hear. <laughs> uh, fourth is Mallory O'Brien. Obviously, she placed seventh and won the rookie of the year at the games this year. She won the thruster wall walk workout, which was incredible to watch. Um, she's the youngest athlete i think men or women to win an event at the crossfit games and i mean there's very little bad to say about her performance there this season it was incredibly impressive across the board and she's only 17 years old i i just um it's like it's weird to say it like she, she seems like she said did so much better than emma but i have a feeling that next year it, the gap's going to close like Mallory's placement will move back a little. Emma's will move up a little. And the year after that, Emma will overtake her. And uh, it's uh, kind of an instinct. I'm with you a little bit here, Savan. I just feel like that's the trajectory. Mallory like might've outkicked her coverage a little bit this year. She might have similar performances the next couple of years, but I see Emma improving relative to the field. Something that Mallory did that's crazy impressive is that stat that Brian gave the youngest person ever to win an event at the CrossFit Games. And you look at the 10 who didn't make this list, who are kind of the honorable mentions, and the only person who could possibly tie her next year would be Emma Lawson. So, I mean, what Mallory did is 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 nuts. Absolutely nuts. And she had to beat Tia, which is even like, she didn't just do it on some year when, like... <laughs> <laughs> When the okay. when the defending champion retired, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Justin. Sorry, Justin. Okay, number three. Yeah, it's she not- won, she won the same amount of events at the games as Justin Medeiros. Yep. Oh, Craig White does think Samal should be higher than fourth. Well, we'll we'll see. Sixth, uh, th- third place on this list was sixth place at the CrossFit Games, so one spot higher than Mal. And that was Gabriella Magawa. She's still only 22 years old, former teen athlete at the games, has been, was knocking on the doors at regionals, uh, just coming out of the individual competition in 2018, missed it by a spot. We know how competitive the field of women is in Europe. And she's, um, you know, she was in the list of women that I mentioned earlier from that really competitive region. She qualified fourth in that region and finished sixth at the games. Uh, she's been in the top five at Dubai before, which is an incredibly difficult competition to compete in. Um, I think she's still going to still has opportunity to improve in some areas. Uh, obviously, she's only 22. I think she's top 10 athlete for, um, you know, the next several years. Uh, we interviewed her. Great. Inter- well, 
I didn't think it was a great interview because the connection was disastrous, but I've heard it's a great interview. People really liked her. Um, I will say this. I'll put a little asterisk by her name at number three because Brian did work out with her, and so there could be some <laughs> bias, proximity bias, as my friend the TDC has said, proximity bias. James, do you think I, I'm out of place here with this ranking? No, not in this case. Okay. Other ones, yes, but definitely not this one. Other ones? <laughs> Craig White agrees with you. She is seriously in contention. Do you want to tell me, James? No, not right now. I'm, I want to keep moving through this list. I think it's important. James wants to go to bed. He's like, Jesus, you guys invited me on a podcast at 6.30. Brian, Brian's up later than me. No, I'm psyched. Number two. Uh, number two on the list uh, was fifth place at the games. Haley Adams, 20 years old, third straight finish of sixth or better at the CrossFit Games in three different formats. Um, I mean, a lot of these women are younger than her, and they're all trying to beat her, and none of them have done it yet. She's the young, you know, everyone who's beaten her at the games has been older than her so far every year that she's competed there. Um, it's and And, you know, I think that, to win the games, she still needs to get about 15% stronger across the board because it's too detrimental and it's in too detrimental in too many workouts. Um, if the games programming is going to be anything like it was this year, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the games programming. It's just, you have to be strong enough to win the games. You don't have to be the strongest, but you have to be strong enough. And relative to the other women at the top, she's not strong enough yet, but she is incredible world-class top three in the world in every other domain. Why is there always a hum coming from your 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 mic, Brian? Like mute your mic for a second. I want to see something. Oh, did I say Mike? Brian. No, Brian. Brian, mute your mic. No, you're not Mike. You're Brian. Brian, mute your mic for a second. Oh, I still hear it. It's oh, it Hobart. Be, it might be me. Hold on. Hobart's had the microwave on for two hours. What are you cooking? Go ahead, Brian. Let's continue while Hobart turns off the microwave. Um, that's oh, crazy. I didn't even that's notice. So that. much better. It's been driving me fucking crazy. Oh, Hobart, what was that? This isn't the rookie hour. We're 117 shows in, buddy. I, know, I fucking blew it. It's, what it's was gone. it? What was it's it? My fan. You're not just... even... Travis Bajan told me you need a fan on in a room at all times once you're over 300 pounds. Are you getting fat? <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> Are you juiced up? He also told me like if you're really juiced up, you need <laughs> no. it. Because like you sweat no. a lot. No, I... I'm not. Oh my God. Hey, I will you tell your wife to scold you? Like do something to you after the show? Okay, thank you. I will. She's um, probably asleep by now, but I will. Is fifteen percent a lot, Hobart? Like for me, I don't even like is that a lot to have to put on fifteen percent of in strength? Yeah, that's a whole lot. Is it I don't think it's a, I think for someone like Haley it is. Yeah. And I think fifteen's I don't, I don't want to, it's not an art. Brian will be like, I have some stat. I was going to say 15, I think is an arbitrary number, but, um, you know, you could compare that to other athletes in the field. I think it's not out of her reach. I I'm mean, really, I'm really good at math. What's her clean. Brian? Look how much stronger Justin Medeiros is a really good example. He's gotten a lot stronger in the last year and a half. Like when I saw some of the programming for this games, I was like, I don't think he'll do as well as everyone expects, but you know, then he won. So that's why I don't make the top 10 lists. Uh, do we, can you give me one of her numbers, one of her max lifts, <sighs> like Haley Adams snatch or clean or jerk? Well, what did she or... front squat for four? Just I'll, I'll look that Brian, you, you roll. I'll look it up. 
Um, and and Souza, if you're listening, you're you're probably not. You're probably in bed because you have to coach a class at 4 a.m. tomorrow at CrossFit Livermore. But um, we let's try. We should try to get her on the show. We should try to get Laura Horvath on the show. What the hell's going on? Why haven't we had Laura Horvath on? She's blowing it. Uh, we should have her as a regular. <laughs> she should be like the Colton Mertens. The, the uh, Colton Mertens like. Let me reach out to Christoph. We can. I'm sure we can get Laura on. I know we need like her numbers. So, like I can bug her. Like I bug Colton. Okay. Let's let's work on that. I'm getting am I getting greedy? We haven't even had her on the show once, and I want her phone number. <laughs> um, and we, we should try to get Haley Adams on for sure. I think her name's spelled wrong, isn't it? Is that how you spell Haley? Isn't it H A Y L E Y? Not this one. Okay. Where the she has nice armpits too, by the way. Someone made that comment. Yes. Oh, they did. Yeah, she's got. Yeah, look at those armpits. <laughs> I know it's nuts. It's it's like the armpit, lat, shoulder. Like it's just nuts on these ladies. I will say, uh, standing next to her okay, so, at the games this year, she's definitely putting on some muscle mass relative to even 12 months ago. All right. So she front squatted for four, 220. And in the individual quarterfinals, that gave her a 517th place. So if you gave her 15% on top of that, that puts her at, what, 250? Yep. And that's, I mean... 250 probably still puts her in 300th. You want her to go from 215 to 250 for Two, a f- 220. Sorry, 220 to 250 in a four rep front squat. And and she needs to do that next year if she wants to win the games. So a nope. 250 even if she does that she won't win. 250 would next put year. her within the oh. top 100. <laughs> of the oh, Brian, you're dashing her dreams. No, I'm not. Uh, it's Tia's Tia you cannot disrespect Tia. She's 28. She's gonna. She's the one to beat for the next three years at least if she wants to be. But Haley's only 20. So even if Tia competes and wins for three more years, by the time she's 23 or 24, she can put on that much strength and she can win the CrossFit Games. I mean, of course, someone else could, could come up that we don't know about. But she has that potential in every other domain. Let, uh, this guy has a good question. Uh, Payam, Payam. Ryan, who do you think is more likely to win the games first, Haley or Gabriella Magawa? Haley Adams or Gabriella Magawa? Man, I after watching this year's games, I think that the areas that Gabby needs to improve in is more likely to improve in a shorter time domain than Haley. But it's just it's like it's just a, such a weird question because Tia is such so dominant and so hard to beat, and it seems like she wants to continue competing. So I'll say to podium first or to get second to Tia. I think Haley still has the slight edge. So you retired Agidius this year, but you're saying Tia is not going to retire for three years. I'm telling you, this it doesn't is, sound like it. Based this on is the to cutting her. edge. This is where all the good shit comes out on this podcast in hour two. Okay. Is James, is James Hobart going to win the uh, 35 to 39 division next year? Fuck yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, number number Disparagement, one. Disparagement, Savan. Disparagement. Oh, sorry. I'm Hobart sucks. I'm going to go train right now. I'm so pissed you said that. Uh, number one. The, 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 the best female CrossFitter in the world who's 25 or under. Is no, who's under 25. Everyone who's under 25, 25 was not eligible for this list, which is why people like Brooke Wells and Daniel Brandon aren't on it. Um, okay. Laura Horvath, and she's 24, so this is her last year of eligibility on the list. 
but it I it's cool that like she's she's taken second at the games at Tia twice in the last four years, and she's still only twenty four years old. Um, you know, this was <clears throat> some people, including myself, have talked about how not all of the best women in the sport were at the games this year or able to compete throughout the games this year. But Laura's performances were really hard to argue with, and it's it felt like no matter who was there this season, she was going to take second to Tia, and it felt that way in two thousand eighteen when pretty much everyone you would expect to be at, I think everyone you'd expect to be at the games was there that year. So she has this potential to be the second best in the world as she was this season. And so obviously she has to be at the top of this list. Uh, and just to tell you how damn good she is compared to the other girls, she, Haley Adams took fifth at the games and then Laura Horvath took second, but she beat her by Almost 200 points. That's savage. Yep. And 207 yeah. more than, than Gabby. There's no question that she was second place at the games. Yep. And first on this list for this year. But next year she'll be ex- exempt. Gone. I would say this is the least controversial list you've ever made. <laughs> well, we haven't Brian- done that. Brian, what do you think Vellner has a chance of beating Justin next year? And, and there's proximity bias here too, but go on. Um, at this moment, it's it's hard to say, but I would I think that re, I think realistically coming into the games next year, if both of them are are healthy, that I, I would say it's fifty fifty between the two of them. Um, you wouldn't suggest that Vellner is waning and Medeiros is getting better. I think Medeiros is getting better. I think Vellner, I want to, at least I want to believe that Vellner has one more year at this, at this level. But I I think that his window to win the games is next year. Uh, Laura's coach gets overlooked as one of the best in the sport far too often. Is that Singleton? Who's her coach? Uh, Oh, isn't Ben Smith her coach? Wait, who's her coach? Well, that's, um, I'm wondering who Matthew's referring to. She used to train with Michelle Latanger. And now she's not. And I, uh, I was hoping he was going to say whoever he's referring to here. But yeah, she, Ben Smith coached at the games this year. Craig White says, Laura's the Rodney Dangerfield of the CrossFit Games. No respect, no respect. The first concert I ever went to was a Rodney Dangerfield concert at Shoreline Amphitheater. I was probably like 10 years old and I won the tickets on KFRC AM. I was like the 12th caller or something. I loved Rodney Dangerfield. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will have the great Robert Guerrero on as a guest. Robert Guerrero is fighting Ortiz on the Manny Pacquiao card in the big fight next week. Um, And I'm super excited to have him on. As you guys know, I love the fight game, and uh, it's an honor to have Robert Guerrero on. Robert Guerrero uh, has also been in the ring with Floyd Mayweather, Thurman, bunch of greats. Uh, and he's a, he lives out by the ranch. He actually lives a few miles away from Dave. So I've had a chance to actually meet him a few times. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say? This guy, John, just, re- uh, this guy, John, just said, maybe we should do a top 10 coaches ranking. I'm going to, th- I'll think about that. That could, might be interesting. I might rank my Olympic lifting coach in the top 10. See, yeah, uh, Hobart's not liking that, and I don't blame him because Hobart comes from this pedigree of, like, everything has to be measured in order to place it in a ranking, and those types of things are going to be really, really hard to measure. 
Uh, but I guess you could expose yourself by really defining your measurements. Am I correct, Hobart? Yeah. And I think there are, yeah, yes, you're spot on with that one. Well, yeah, I'm not you think sure. It's sacrilege? I, you think it's sacrilege to rate the coaches? You think it's no, no, I don't think it's sacrilege at all. Well, what is it? You got something. You're all, I could tell you were like, I just think sometimes, you squeezed your butt cheeks together. <laughs> yeah, I did. I puckered hard. I, I think, um, I just think sometimes games coaches, um, get way too much credit, but I'm not gonna. That was a good list, Brian. I really liked it. I think it's exciting. I mean, you know, you know who a lot of these people are. I don't think everyone necessarily realizes how young some of them are because they've already had, I mean, Haley's 20 and she's already had three career top 10 finishes at the games. Like that's pretty crazy. And it, it does set, set this sport up for, uh, the next five years of being, you know, incredibly competitive. And that's, it, and that's if no one else new enters the mix. Except for first place, according to you. Two through, <laughs> two through 40th. Hey, man, it would be awesome if someone challenged her, but do you see it happening? Yeah, I think, I think that – I think it's going to – she's going to pull that second through fifth up hard, and I think next year you'll see um, a much tighter games. Though I, I do think Tia is the best CrossFit athlete we've ever seen, hands down. I agree, but I do, I do, I do think that the women, if they're really, really smart, they should not make the same mistake. And, and this is easy for me to say from you know the comfort of my own um, living room as I look at my PG&E bill this month of three hundred and sixty dollars. Uh, there'll be a time when T is gone, and you guys have a chance to beat her. And you don't have to do this same fucking game that the men are dealing with this year. Although Justin Medeiros, I think, did steal the show and did put a good stamp on his win. Very impressive. I don't. I haven't heard one person say what would what would have happened if Matt was here. But man, how much better would it be if you beat Tia than wait for her to retire? You guys need to take this shit seriously. I mean, I know you are. Just saying. No, but and I bet Justin has this mentality of like, oh, Matt's gone. Now's my chance to win. He has this mentality of like, I'm going to go out there and beat everyone at the CrossFit Games, and I, I don't think everyone has that mentality when they're out there competing it's just like oh so and so's not there so i can get this spot or yeah that's it <laughs> that's the end of that sentence hey hobart have you seen your profile pic on um riverside can you can you see that yeah it's just me with my giant head and my mega headphones <laughs> your headphones look like you look like the guy from shrek the prince like the annoying prince who has that <laughs> fucked up haircut like that like <laughs> In that picture, the headphones look like hair. I was going for the Marvin the Martian. But yeah, I do look like I have like a big old bowl uh, cut. I'll give you guys some updates on this podcast. Um, we, Brian should be getting a new computer. We do think his computer is the problem for the audio issues. He ordered a computer two weeks ago. It should be showing up in the next day or two. Riverside FM, the software we're using, we believe that's also causing some of the problems. And They have an u- update coming this week. Um, we know it's not his internet speed. Um, we didn't get Sarah Sigmund's daughter on. We're trying our absolute best. Um, we're in talks with Sam Briggs to get her on this week. And uh, I'm trying to think of who else we have on this week. Well, basically, the goal is is to be doing podcasts every day except for Saturdays. But that's not, like, official. Don't get all um, – we have Down Pepper on Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. On Wednesday, I'm going on to Chris Cooper's podcast. Chris is uh, owns Two Brain Business. It's the largest gym consultant, and I think he does, besides gyms, 
uh, business in the world. He's out of Canada. He is super smart and super cool. Uh, looks like we have tentatively Sam Briggs on Thursday, and we don't have a guest yet for Friday, so we might be stuck bringing Hobart back. <laughs> I'd be honored, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Peace.